Hey, this is Alex and Jackson from the Imbibe the Vibe podcast. It's a show where we take music, we take cocktails, and we put them together. And we also teach you how to make those fancy cocktails from scratch so you can do it at home. The same way you would pair a fine meal with an exquisite wine. We pair fine music with exquisite fancy cocktails. Listen to us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your pod. And remember, have fun out there. Have fun, why don't you? It's been a rough few years, but Lindsey Buckingham is back and going his own way with a new solo album. We'll talk about the trials, tribulations, his solo work, and of course, the new album. Stay with us. Get ready for the 3324 Podcast, where lifelong friends Dean Legiro and Eric Cooper share their love of all things music and movies. Dean has directed short films and is a music trivia buff. And Eric, trained in audio engineering, brings his extensive knowledge of music and film to the conversation as they discuss, debate, and celebrate their favorite albums, films, and much more. Welcome, friends, to the 3324 Podcast. I am Dean Legiro here with Eric Kuber, asking you to please follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, we're at 3324 Podcast. A lot of fun live shows, daily different kind of celebrations of birthdays and articles, all that great extra content that we can't go over by speaking it. And uh, also on Twitter, we're at 3324P, right, Eric? Yeah, it's a, it's a mouthful, isn't it, Dean? It's a lot. I wouldn't want to read all the stuff that we post on social media. It, just, it would kind of be like, you know, boring. I think you know? every, every time you 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 do the, the house cleaning, as it were, it, it, it just gets harder and harder for you. Like You're out of breath that much sooner. Like, I'm trying to find different ways to beg for, for follow. We're, 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 we're still growing. You know, we yeah. need to find new and exciting ways to get That's people right. to follow us. So. That's right. Short of bribery. When we don't have the funds yet, I've been trying to squirrel away some money. Maybe if we need to pay some people to follow us, you know, we may have to go that way. Sure. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Well, we'll get a mechanical. <laughs> maybe we'll have a little robot or something come in and do do this. Just click. <laughs> just click. Just yeah. click play. Just click play on Spotify. Just play through each one. People. That's right. Believe it yeah. or not, that's unfortunately, Eric, that's actually a thing. I, I know it is. Yeah. There's yeah, bots. I, 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 there's I've bots heard, to do that. that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we could just say for the record, we are bot free, right? That's right. Do, domo arigato, Mr. Oh, Roboto. Oh, natural, <laughs> as it were. Yeah, we're completely no, we, human. We don't have any Robotos. <laughs> Dennis D. Young is not in the back with his mask on, pushing play on all these episodes. <laughs> yeah. All, uh, too human. Too human. Too human. Uh, too too right. human and two humans. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So we, we're talking about uh, Lindsey Buckingham. Yes. And as of the recording, as of the recording of this podcast, much as with our Lord Euron podcast, we are doing this less than a week after the album was coming out. So this podcast is uh, from the point of view of a brand new release. We are, the album came out this past Friday, uh, which is uh, September 17th, and this will be out less than a week later on, on Thursday. So this is brand new listen. Uh, Eric and I challenged ourselves. The album came out. We, we haven't talked about it whatsoever, actually. No. So I don't know how he feels about it. He doesn't know how I feel about it. And <laughs> full disclosure before we get into it, too, we are both really big Lindsey Buckingham fans, but I feel I'm quite objective because there are things I don't like that he's done. So I'm certainly not a homer of, oh, everything he does is magic and he's got the mm -hmm. Midas touch. So I have had some 
issues and, and and some not favorite things about some of his work. So I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, me as well. Especially and he's and well, I mean, he's pretty much all over the news lately. I mean, his his stuff with Fleetwood Mac is still yep. still simmering uh, and brewing, which we'll get to. Brewing, which we, yeah, he which I mean, come on, guys. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, th- I think what we'll do is we'll talk about like the past. I think we'll we'll go through the stats. We'll talk about where we where we come into this, and then I think we just need to really kind of talk about maybe the past three years of Lindsey Buckingham, yeah. and that'll mm-hmm. kind of set the stage for for the album, perhaps. So let's let's. Stop uh, the the small talk, <laughs> and we'll That's get into work. the big talk. Let's do it. So, album. Let's talk the stats. Right, album was released September seventeenth, twenty twenty one. Produced. This is going to sound like a, a, a broken record, but uh, produced by Lindsey Buckingham. All instruments played by Lindsey Buckingham. Drum programming, everything. All songs written by Bun- Lindsey Buckingham, except for one, which is the song "Time." Mm-hmm. The odd thing about this, or you know, it, it may be not surprising given when we go over the circumstances, uh, this album was recorded in 2018, but is right. only seeing the light of day now. That's right. It took three years to get it out there and to get it just out getting, getting pushed pushed back. I mean, the <laughs> one pandemic, thing after another. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the strange three years of Lindsey Buckingham. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, uh, yeah. So let's uh, you know what? Let's talk about that. You know, there's some things that that happened starting in 2018 with with Lindsey Buckingham. We talked about the drama in our Fleetwood Mac Tusk episode yes. as well. Yes. So we don't need to really belabor <clears throat> it. But the the most recent, if we pick up really in 2018, mm-hmm. Fleetwood Mac is is readying for a tour, uh, or at least they want to get go out on tour, and doesn't doesn't happen. Right. Stevie right. Nicks yeah. kind of uh, is does is actually well, they were supposed to record a Fleetwood Mac album, I think, in 2017, um, which resulted in the album that he made with Christine McVie. Exactly. Right. Yes, exactly. So so she was going out on tour. She's mm-hmm. like, well, I can't participate. I'm, I'm going on a tour. So that was kind of like 2017 was kind of like the simmerings of, yeah. of potentially some issues because. You know, wh- why not make us why not just make it a Fleetwood Mac album then if if. If Stevie Nicks can't participate, it can still be a Fleetwood Mac album because God I, knows they've done enough without Christine McVie. I, I totally agree. Say you will was, you know, I mean, at that point, I mean, Christine McVie was not in the band. She was retired, but they, she eventually came back. But still, I mean, I, you know, why yeah. not? It's, and she uh, you gave it her blessing too, Christine McVie. She's like, yeah, go for it. That's go, right. Go do what you're going to do. And go, which go do it, it. it kind of, it actually kind of, kind of annoys me because in this case, Lindsay followed up that record with his, with this brand new record of new songs and the thing of it was is that he wanted to to take three just three months just three months to promote it to get it out there and they said no which kind of pisses me off because it's like yeah. if stevie nicks can get to do her thing why can't exactly Lindsay do his good good right? for the goose is good for the gander the, the other know? thing that happened in 2018 too right is he's getting yeah. that album prepped and he's mm-hmm. you know and that's the thing with Lindsay buckingham you know we're already going off on wild tangents. Okay, let me refocus. So 2018, <laughs> 2018, um, Fleetwood Mac get gets you know performs at the music music cares person of the year ceremony in January of 2018. Yeah. Apparently, when you know they 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 perform Rhiannon, apparently Lindsey Buckingham may or may not have been smirking behind her or something, and it it just ticked off Stevie Nicks. And, well, she and so it, that's she, one that's one thread in this multiverse of of yeah, rumor. She, well, right? she made a speech. 
she was making some kind of an acceptance speech or whatever, and it went on a little too long, as it sometimes does. Apparently, that's in joke with the band, at least according to Lindsay, because um, this isn't the first time something like this occurred. But in Lindsay's defense, I mean, he was claiming that the rest of the band were also joking around as well mm-hmm. behind her while she was giving the speech. So and he got singled but, out, <laughs> but he got singled out. <laughs> and, you know, so and, you know, he gets a, a a scathing phone call or letter like three days later from Ir- Irving Azoff and said, you're 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 out. You're out of the band. Yeah. Now, supposedly you know, that part so, of that uh, or a cover story or what they said was was the issue was there was a disagreement about the tour. You yeah. know, about song selection, timing, this, that, that and the was other the thing. Offic- the official, yeah. yeah uh, the official uh, word. So so there's right. a couple of different streams of <clears throat> of rumors there. Not to. <laughs> oh, of, there of you rumors. go. Starting already. <laughs> Starting already. I was waiting um, for it. Waiting for it. So, so. He, he embarks. So, yeah, he gets fired. They replace him as they do. They, they can, you know, you can't replace Lindsey Buckingham one for one. He's a two for one replacement. So they got Mike Campbell from Tom Petty and Heartbreakers and Neil Finn from Crowded House. Fleetwood Mac goes out on a, on on their tour and they make a boat. They do make a boatload of money. I mean, that, mm-hmm. you know, that's the thing that you know. Fleetwood Mac is largely a touring concern now, yeah. rather than a recording concern. So, Lindsey Buckingham goes out on his solo tour uh, in 2018, 2019. Uh, chest pains, open heart surgery, mm. vocal cords damaged. Yeah. Okay, and that's when things really got scary. So he not so no. in 2018 he gets booted from Fleetwood Mac. 2019 serious, very serious open heart surgery is nothing to joke about, and and vocal cord damage and you know and it kind of you know shades of like the Val Kilmer thing. It's like okay, well what yeah. to what extent to what nature? Nobody knew. We right. didn't really hear much. He's recovering. He's he's kind of recovering, and then 2020 happens, and and he was. I, I believe he had start, he had I think announced some dates that he was going to tour. Yeah, he was all set. To Those go. ended up getting canceled yep. with the pandemic, right? So, yep. so fast he did, forward to twenty twenty one, right? Yeah, he did a few uh, like at home kind of uh, performances. I think Little fairly pandemic recently. things. Yeah, yeah, and he, he sounded great. He he recovered quite nicely, actually. Um, his voice. I mean, we we you recall like a few years back. I think you had made the comment that it was one of those tours where they were you know where christine mcvee came back and i remember you saying like his voice was completely shot yeah then like he was like really like he had sounded really, awful like, you know so we were that, off so key and just like you know right. just not, there was not that there. concern there was that concern with this new situation and then when he did those little in-home things i was like oh you know he's well he's back he sounds great yeah yeah and you he know, did so. he did uh never going back again for fender yeah. he did a short thing uh, demoing their, their right. one of their new yep. guitar their acoustic electric guitar yes so that made me feel a lot better as well 2021 yeah album i've got an album coming out and i'm going back on tour um i did see him last thursday a week ago and absolutely incredible and i think his voice sounded better than when i saw him in 2018 and i was blown away in 2018 but he came mm. out he came out roaring i mean he yeah, was literally he was- so full of energy so happy to be out there and vibrant and uh and and promoting his new album too which a lot of groups will put out an album but not really play a lot of songs from it because you know mm-hmm. and, and dennis the young is like that he's like yeah I'm, I'm gonna put an album out but people want to hear the old stuff and he doesn't really yeah present the new stuff <clears throat> live but lindsey buckingham did like four songs of, off the new album so it was really good 
that that kind of gets us up to 2021. So he releases this this album, and I was a little nervous initially, and I, uh, you know, I don't know if you were because we, uh, you know, we didn't know that it was recorded in 2018. So yeah. doing a couple of yeah. doing a couple of impromptu, you know, YouTube songs is one thing, but putting out an album of material is like, well, you know, what is that? That was kind of a little bit nervous for me. That's right. Um, yeah. And then it's like, yeah, oh no. He's like, yeah, I did this in 2018. It's been sitting there. I'm like, okay, all right, well, there's that. <laughs> there's that part of it, which is good, right? Yeah. But then we get into um, you know, let, let's let's kind of stop there. Mm-hmm. And now let's let's kind of rewind our personal tape decks and go back to where we connect with Lindsay Buckingham, and then we'll kind of get caught up to to this sure. album, and then we'll we'll go there. So yeah, let's do uh, it. it. It's funny. I, I was thinking about it today, and this one year, very it, it's probably the the most important year in my life in music for for a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. Nineteen eighty one, the probably the most important year in music in my life was the formative I, I've been able to pinpoint it because of two things. Okay. I'm guessing. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. You're not gonna are you gonna guess? <laughs> <laughs> you look like you were like uh yeah well, I don't it, know if uh, I don't know if you were putting it out there as a question. Yeah, take a shot. No. Jeez. ELO's time, right? Time, time time came out by ELO. And uh Law and Order. And Law and Order, exactly. Lindsay Buckingham. The yeah. two though those yeah. two albums and those two artists kind of cemented really what my musical tastes and proclivities would be mm-hmm. at that point you know and both of them are are you know two sides of the same coin they are literally you know they're, they're contemporaries as far as what they do in the studio producing stuff playing all the instruments themselves although at that time jeff lynn didn't really do that yeah but he was capable of and he would I, eventually do that that's but right. they were both yeah. you know studio hounds creating just different st- sounds and textures and and all that great stuff and and, and law and order for such a quirky album i i really like i latched onto it and i that was my entree into fleetwood mac was actually through law and order i believe i everyone knew everyone knew the stuff from rumors and all those songs of course but, yeah and who didn't have who doesn't have that album even now it's like it's still <laughs> still in everybody's wheelhouse but uh room yeah but that's where it started for me but it was it was fleetwood mac it was not I, I wasn't singling out Lindsey Buckingham. Mm-hmm. I was impressed with his achievements on and what he did on the record. Uh, but I, I kind of always assumed that it was Fleetwood Mac was more a group effort. And, you know, you come to find out through the years that it's that's not really the case. It's like they each each one comes in individually with their their songs written and they, they just kind of sort of play on each other's songs. Of course, we didn't really know all the drama that was going on, you know, when when that when they made that album. Then, of course, with Tusk. And um, but uh, yeah, that that was that was it for me. Then, yeah, I rem- when I met you, I remember hearing Trouble. You, I think you played Law and Order for me. And I remember not particularly liking it very. I was just kind of <laughs> like, what is this? Like, you know, like Buana yeah, and like it was quirky. like he's, he's like he's like screaming and yelling like Johnny Stew. And, yeah. you know, and it's like. It was it was a little it took a little getting used to it. I remember I remember borrowing the cassette from you. And uh-huh. I think that's what did it. I took I gave it a few listens and I just and I kind of fell in love with it. I was like, yeah, this this is cool. This is yeah, because I like weird stuff. So why wouldn't I like this? You yeah. Know? So, and and I'd it, always I'd always yeah. said if if you can get if you get what he's doing on Law and Order, you kind of understand Lindsey Buckingham. Cause I think mm-hmm. and he kind of disavows it now. He's like, oh, it was kind of campy, whatever. But not for me. I I it was quirky, weird pop. Yeah. Strange, different sounds. But I was into all that stuff in, in a pop, 
and a pop rapper. So I was just like between yeah. that and time from ELO, like those were the two. I'm like, it cemented my two favorite artists were Jeff Lynn and Lindsey Buckingham. I mean, in one year, like, like I had like the epiphany of all epiphanies of this is the path I, I went on and pretty much stayed on. Yeah. Yeah. I remember and, that distinctly. Yeah. I, you know, and, and again, I, I, me too. I mean, I, I, I enjoy tie. I, I bought time on vinyl as well. And, and that was a very important album for me because, you know, again, ELO, it was already established. They had, you know, out of the blue and, you know, and, but uh, this was different. This was the 80s now, and they were doing something a little bit different. Um, so we both got into Law & Order before Tusk. Is that correct? You had, you heard? I think so. I, I, yeah. I started going yeah, back. Because I, I remember, yeah, I remember. Fleetwood Mac Tusk. Live. I was listening to that a lot as yes. well. Yes. The, the double cassette of Fleetwood Mac Live. So I was kind of, 81 was my my marking point. So it was like Law & Order, then started going backwards, right? Into yeah. uh you know, a lot, a lot of not so much rumors, but it was mainly like Fleetwood Mac Live and Tusk. Yeah, were like I, the I, two I, big ones with with Law and Order. I remember that cassette, the it double was, cassette. It, it was it was hard to put it in your pocket, right? Yeah. It was like you're weighing. Your, yeah, because it was like, like a it, was, it wasn't it's it wasn't so heavy. <laughs> it wasn't two single cassettes. It was a double cassette case. That's right, and it would That's open right. up on each side. So mm -hmm. yeah, so that was that kind of set it for me. Is is these these studio, you know, these pr producers and and. And what I didn't realize at the time is, you know, Lindsey Buckingham very much influenced by Brian Wilson and the Beach Boys. And I would come yeah. full circle, much like with ELO and the Beatles, in getting into the Beatles and having my Beatles That's period. Right. And then in the 90s, I had my Beach Boys period where I was listening to stuff, listening to like the smile sessions and hearing, literally hearing where stuff from from his second solo album, Go Insane, came from. I'm like, I I understand this album now a lot more. Mm -hmm. Then I did when it came out and I just liked it because it was so weird and no one, no one really got it. And it was really quirky. But after <laughs> yeah. getting into the Beach Boys, I understood <laughs> it better. I got like, I was like, wow, I, I, I get yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's safe to say that, you know, this stuff could be... Uh, obviously could be labeled as pretentious and it's yeah, just, but, it's but not it's, for it's, everyone. It's, it's just purposely so. And I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Honestly, I really don't. It was experimental. It, yeah, that's the thing it was, is there was new technology at the time, something called a yeah. Fairlight computer, yeah, which allowed you to, you know, record samples of things and then play them. And basically mm -hmm. that album was him using the Fairlight computer almost exclusively for everything but guitars pretty much. Yeah. It was just, so that, the, that's the, what it was. And at the time it was, it was a critical success. It didn't do anything. I mean, the, the song Go Insane uh, is kind of from that, but. He's always been uh, well received critically. Critics yeah, love Lindsay. Just not popularly. Totally unappreciated. <laughs> he can never, honestly, and every time he would, do, I mean, I think he more or less saw his so, solo work as a as a as an outlet. His frustration of uh, of being so uh, restrained and and Fleetwood Mac and only having to do only so much. And of course, we talked about Tusk and how it didn't do well as you know commercially as, yeah. as rumors that it didn't sell as well the band kind of blamed him for that yeah so yeah. he decides to you know mcfleetwood decides we need to be a little bit more we're not doing that again he's not, exactly we're not so doing mirage that again. 82 mirage comes out but but even on that album right i think we talked about this too the quirkiness of his song oh, of course still he didn't stop out. oh yeah they he, still he just stand didn't, out you know yeah he just didn't go uh <laughs> Well, sometimes he did go overboard. I mean, there's a lot like Mirage has a lot of like Eyes of the World and, and Empire State. I mean, those are quirky songs. So he didn't stop. It's just yeah. he didn't he didn't 
do like recording on his own. And that was what kind of miffed him a little bit too, is he'd go into his, in his own, do his own thing and then come back with the songs. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was more of a, a band effort. And then, um, 92, watershed album for Lindsey Buckingham. Yeah. This set the this set the high watermark for 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 Lindsey Buckingham which was Out of the Cradle, which is my favorite. It's which is a master it is a masterpiece. It's still my favorite album. It, yeah. It, it yeah. this is a masterpiece of a one guy doing everything. Mm -hmm. The songs are beautiful. It sounds gorgeous. Yeah. Uh it's got a little bit of everything. It's got the guitar stuff on it. It's got the quirky production and it's got sensible pop right in the middle i mean it, he kind of hit he kind of hit everything especially after go insane you're like well yeah. what's his next solo i'm going to be out and he comes out with this beautiful beautiful album out of the crate yeah and, and it's a response to at that point him leaving fleetwood mac you know they had made tango in the night and i was kind of like nervous about out of the cradle because i was this was like this came after tango and you know i'm not a fan of that album. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. Just I guess it's just the slick production. I think that gets yeah. me most about it. It's so sickly sweet that it's yep. just, ugh, you know. But no, he. I mean, I I prefer out, out of the cradle was like a step up for me. Yeah. Even the song uh, doing what I can to me, it's it's, mm -hmm. it's another version of Big Love. It's that same kind of tempo and guitar, yeah. you know, phrasing. And I think it's a better song. I think it's Big Love perfected. You know, yeah. I, it's an amazing. I, I oh my god, I blast that song all the time. Yeah, it's an incredible album and just what he was able to do and achieve. And and this is before Pro Tools, you know, what he was able to all the looping and, you know, still using yeah, the, he's the meticulous. And, and he's yeah, he, he knows stuff. how to layer stuff. He's great, yeah. uh, just like a Jeff Lynn at, at those textures and those little extra pieces mm -hmm. that you don't know you need until they're there. You know, like that's and, right. And and he's that that's his for me. That was what uh, appealed to me about Lindsey Buckingham. Yeah. Was his, and I'm, I'm surprised he wasn't a more sought out or sought after producer. Yeah. It's you know, a shame. he did say he did some work in the 80s, you know, did a little bit of work in the late 70s, did some smattering in the 80s, but not. I was like, why isn't this guy in demand? Well, like, what, like well, the way Jeff Lynn became in the late 80s. All of a sudden, well, everyone you, on Jeff Lynn. Do you think he would have done it, though, had he had he been? I think so. He had nothing but time in the nineties. I, you know, Cause, you know, because given the, you know, how apparently difficult he is to work with, you know, um, you hear from the band, you know, like that oh, could be it, you know, whatever. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, why didn't he seek out to be a producer? You know, more, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he did. Maybe we don't know. Maybe, really know. Yeah, maybe people just didn't approach him either. You know, just like oh, you know, they, they but it, it's it's really a shame because he, you know, I, I I said it before. I'll say it again. Nobody like all of like no matter what Stevie Nicks does or nobody makes her sound as good as Lindsey Buckingham yeah. does his production on her songs. It, it there's just, it, there's yeah, magic the, there. the little flourishes, those magic. little extra touches yep. that he adds. That's right. So out of the cradle was 92. Now we, we need to just talk about basically want maybe one or one and a half Fleetwood Mac occurrences in between here, because it's important. So in 1995, yeah. they get back together. Fleetwood Mac reunites for something called the dance, which is a very popular uh, MTV concert special reunited they're back together they're doing everything and and they debut a couple of new songs and lindsey buckingham debuts two new songs which support which of course were from he was working on a solo album at the mm -hmm. time called gift of screws and this is in 1995 so he was working on that and he you know kind of bleed to lover and my little demon or the two songs from the dance that he did new songs yeah um so those, those kind of get ponied up 2002 Fleetwood Mac comes out with a, with an album 
with Lindsey Buckingham since what, 87, since uh, Tango yeah. in the Night, they come out with Say You Will. And a lot of the songs that were on that album were from what would have been Gift of Screws. Right. So he came so, through, he was ready. His, yeah, his well, Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers said, <laughs> had, well, Warner Brothers had listened to Gift of Screws or whatever and said, no, you know what? Hold this stuff back. Save it for the Fleetwood Mac album. So a large portion of what Gift of Screws would be comes there. Now, the thing about the dance is he did two songs. He did Go Insane and he did Big Love and he did them solo and acoustically with the mm-hmm. the rolling arpeggios and the rolling chords. And all of a sudden, everybody took notice of Lindsey Buckingham as a that's, guitar player. That's like this, right. the, those two performances kind of like that became all of a sudden who Lindsey Buckingham was. Mm-hmm. Like that's what he became known for is just that, that insane acoustic guitar playing, not for the quirky production and the and the multi-instrumentation and all the great stuff but he became known for that so in 2006 uh an album comes out called under the skin (laughs) and this is where the cracks start to show for me because this album is basically an album full of that of of him just just him and his guitar no really no production and just him with the with the rolling chords and the rolling finger picking song after song. And I remember when it came out, I called Eric and I said, I, I hate this thing. I said, I cannot yeah. listen to it. And I, right? I actually we spoke it. about it. I was I was we, mad. Yeah, I did. was mad and I was upset. And I was like, I, I, I don't like this. We did. We, we you know, we uh, <laughs> uh, I got my wife, Kelly, into Lindsay, but because she loves folky kind of stuff. And so this was right in her wheelhouse. So to me, it was kind of like this was a, a new chapter for Lindsay. I, I kind of, I love the fact that he found the guitar again and that he was doing this kind of stuff, but I think it, it yeah, you it, it was a little too much. Yeah. Because, I think it was a know, little bit would, of pandering to the audience that, that discovered he, him as that. So he became that. Right. He would continue that, that same guitar phrase. I mean, you know, album like the, after the, there were a couple albums after that, that even that he still continued to do that, but slowly started coming back to, the the sort of pop stuff again and the yeah. polished, you know, production. But I, I you know, there's certain songs I like, there's certain songs I don't like. Yeah. Someone's st- got to change your mind, you know, I, I, yeah, I down, love, you know, I, I down think on this, rodeo. There are a couple of highlights, but for which the most were, part, was supposed yeah. again, supposed to be on gift of screws, yeah. you know, and that, you know, those songs kind of spread out. It's almost like opening up a bag of chips and the chips go flying everywhere and you're, trying to pick up all the pieces and it's like, and, and, and they just kind of scattered to the winds and these songs would just sort of splinter into these other albums. And they, they were written way back in the nineties. And, yeah. and some of it God, was, it, was nine, 90. Some of the songs were actually the actual recordings from 95 as well. So some of them that's were, were, did, did date back almost 10 years before from, from the gift of screw sessions that he just put it, put into this album. In my humble opinion, that album could, should have been his, his masterpiece. It, it would have, I, I, I love every single one of those songs that you really? hear. Oh man. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> I tried to listen to it again, like yesterday. I, really? I couldn't, I just kept skipping. I'm like, I just, I, I revisit I, I went back and I listened to, to some of the, you know, the, the, the later solo albums. I'm like, let me kind of, you know, re reevaluate those. Oh, I'm not talking about the re- official release. I'm talking about what would have been. Oh, what would have been. Oh, absolutely. We're going to get to album, that. Oh, which yeah. was, to me would have been his yeah. smile. It oh, yeah, absolutely. His, we're going to we're going to get to that. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So in, in 2008, his one, two, three, four, five, his his sixth 
sixth album? No, fifth album. Fifth solo album. One, two, three, four, five, six. Gift, Gift of Screws. His, his was... sixth album comes out and it's called Gift of Screws. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, here we go. Like 10 years later, we're getting Gift of Like, this is it. Yeah. And it, was, it wasn't it. It was whatever the, the whatever leftovers was left were over. that did not get used. <laughs> the title track, which is really great. You know, there was a couple, there's a lot of good songs on here. You know, love runs deeper. Right, right place, right place to fade, which is actually called "Right Twist of Fate," actually, and he sings "Right Twist of Fate." But anyway, yeah. uh, there's a lot of great songs on here. But knowing that it was this was kind of the, the original intent was ripped apart, and it's over. It's kind of like yeah. with, with with the Who with Lifehouse, right? Yeah. This is kind of the same thing. Is that that's right? The original intent got got really chopped up and and spread across three or four albums, and you have to kind of find it. And, yeah. and figure it out and re and repiece it. You and can, if you, you go if you go to the Wikipedia page for Gift of Screws, um, they actually give you the the what's called the bootleg track listing of, of what the album would have been. Yeah, which and it's absolutely amazing. That that's that, all you need. You're right. And that's all you need to do is go to on Spotify and and go to say you will pick the songs off of there, pick the songs off of Gift of Screws, and you know under the skin, and you can make your own cobble yeah. together your own version of what the album would have been and it would have been incredible uh, absolutely absolutely and it, it um, would have it would have outdone uh out of the cradle i just don't know why he would want to make not one but well relatively three i'm, I'm, I'm going to say three albums of just this erratic kind of you know cobbled together kind of thing is the albums are not cohesive they're like you're going from one thing to another it's yeah. very esoteric very you know very just sort of one song is one thing the other song is completely different it's not it it, it didn't quite fit and that's the reason i think why i understand why you don't like the album give the screws the official you know, I, I, release, I like it. it it's good there's some it's good, good songs on there great. but they're I, I but, like but it. they don't they you could tell they don't go together you don't yeah you, you know, some it's are really not, old i mean they were you know again 10 years that's old right yeah, you know, and then to to get him caught up in in 2011, he releases another solo album called uh, Seeds We Seeds Sow, we sow. which was okay. I, I liked Gift of Screws better than Seeds We Sow, but there's again, there's a lot of high points on, on these albums. But mm -hmm. coming, you know, knowing what I know or coming from the other albums, I expect every song to be a high point because that's just usually the level that he works at for me. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of like, you know, well, Rockaway Blind is great in one take and. Uh, illumination so there's a lot of in our own time there's a lot of great songs on there but i was kind of like eh, you know like like under the skin was like for me it was like a stutter step so i kind of like <laughs> lost the i did i lost the plot a little bit after it i'm like well i kind of wasn't you know i was afraid of each, what each album afterwards if it would go back to that but he so, would he like i said like i love those songs like when he did big love and then he does something like you know, shut us down. And then he goes from that. Then he does like, then there's songs like red Rover, which mm -hmm. would have been on gift of screws, which I love. And then he does stuff like, you know, Bel Air rain off of gift of the official give the screws album. And I, and I, and I trying to decide which song, I mean, they're very, very similar yeah. and which one do I like best? <laughs> and then, and then, but I have to say, I think probably out of all of those, those type of songs, the one song that I absolutely love is stars are crazy. Mm. From, seeds we sow i i really really like that one a lot and then the way it just kind of the guitar just keeps going at the at the very end and it kind of fades out into this beautiful like yeah it's it all of those songs like i think like, once again he's like <clears throat> like almost testing them out testing the waters and then each yeah. one just gets better and better and finally he comes out with stars are crazy and hopefully that's like the last <laughs> 
<laughs> the last version <laughs> the of last, it. The last version of that of big love that of that thought of that of yeah, of, yeah. Of, of that type of phrasing, you know. Going so on. all right, but, uh, well we we've spent a half hour getting everybody up to speed on our feelings about Lindsey Buckingham and his solo career, because there's not a lot you ever hear about his solo career because it's really uh, yeah, critically loved, but doesn't really sell a lot of albums. Singles don't go anywhere. So, the, you know, it's kind of kind of a strange thing where if yeah. the flip side of Stevie Nicks, where she was the big one, she had all the hits, she was releasing albums, everyone loved her, yada, yada, yada. So that brings us up to his new album, which is simply titled Lindsey Buckingham, self-titled solo album. So here we are. First of all, what, I can't what, I can't yeah. believe it's been ten years since his can last he, solo album. Can, since sees we so can you can you I mean God yeah. it seems like yesterday we're still to me that stuff is still fresh in my mind. Yeah, it's you know it doesn't feel like a whole decade is well it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been right it would have only you know? been seven years had it come out when it was supposed to so yeah. um so what is your verdict on Lindsey Buckingham Lindsey Buckingham I like it it's surprisingly very sparse it's surprisingly very very pop very under you know at first like, i don't want to say underwhelming but that was my first reaction was like really okay but then you know like I, I i listened to it again and then again and then again and and the more i listen to it the more i the more i dig it and yeah it uh it's it's surprisingly like i like i said before this is this is probably his first album that is a complete thought it is very coherent it sounds as if the songs were written all at the same time mm-hmm. it's talking about where he is now in his life and and you know and and, and it works as an album you know it's very short and but the songs are are, are tightly produced they're they're very well it, it's it, the tight production but it's sparse production it's not over overdone um, it's very, it's less erratic and esoteric. It's just, he's not really going off and talking about weird things and doing a lot of weird, crazy stuff as if like, like go insane. But I, I dig it. I, you know, as an album, as a, like I said, as a complete theme, you know, talking about relationships and where he's at right now in his life, building his house and, and all this kind of stuff. I, I think it's, it's good. I mean, it's, it's tight. It's, it's, it's a really great listen. You know, I think it might be his most accessible album to listen to for for newcomers to come in and, and so. check it out. Yeah, I, I think right. so. Cool. So, what what do you think? Oh, I I, I didn't know you were going to ask. <laughs> Did I steal your thunder there or what? <laughs> no, not at all. No. <laughs> um, I love this effing album. Mm-hmm. I love this album. This is the successor to Out of the Cradle. You think so? This oh. is the, yes. This is the successor okay. to Out of the Cradle. It has a lot of the same textures. It has a lot of the same production techniques. The 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 high the higher pitched voices and the and yeah. the different voicings. This is the stuff that I love about Lindsey Buckingham. Is all in this album. Like this was a treat to listen to. Like he released three three singles first, right? Mm-hmm. And you listen to him individually. It's like, yeah, okay, we've heard this before. It could be this, and then there could be an album worth of other stuff. Yeah. After listening to it, listening to it, listening to it, I, it got better. Just like you said, it got better. The textures got deeper. Mm-hmm. The sound, him, him really experimenting with drum programming and beats. I mean, oh, really, inter- yes. just really interesting <laughs> stuff. I like it. I like what he's doing with this. Yeah. That he's kind of u- still using all the studio tricks, doing everything himself. And it's just got that that thick, 
those thick self, uh, you know, self overdubbing harmonies that he does, mm-hmm. you know, like on the wrong side. Oh man. So many, there's so many, I wrote down a lot of highlights and I, I'm like, I have to stop cause it'll pretty much be the whole album. I really <laughs> love this thing. I, I have three standout tracks and that's one of them uh, on the wrong side. And surprisingly, I mean, what, another thing that I've, I've noticed is that he's gotten a lot better uh, with his lyrics. You know, his songwriting um, has, has improved over the years. I think, you know, he's, he was writing about like all kinds of weird stuff, but it was more about the production, I think, and music mm-hmm. and musically he was trying different things. But here it's a very strong album lyrically, I think. I think um, especially on the wrong side because it's surprisingly dark. Yeah. <laughs> the lyrics well, are It's, it's funny really you mentioned dark. on the wrong side too and mm-hmm. you talk about like sounding like other songs. That is actually really uh, a riff off of Go Your Own Way. The, yeah. the strumming pattern is go your mm-hmm. own way. And pretty much the solo is very much go your own way. I read an interview with him too. And he's like, yeah, that's kind of like, you know, I kind of took some of the, some of the, I, the feelings from that. go your own way and, and got it there. And and then sometimes I'll hear some guitar sounds that sound like they're right from out of the cradle. So yeah, that for me, it was like, yeah, I like the weird stuff. So scream, you know, which, yeah. you know, which I, God, I don't mind on the wrong side. My favorite, my favorite song is Swan Song. The Swan Song, I have that on here too. Swan, yeah, Swan Song is, is just really great. App, I listened to that song like ten times today, just that song, nice. <laughs> because I it, it, it was a head scratcher when I was. First, I was like, "What is he? Is this Trent Reznor? Is it was this Nine Inch Nails? Like this, like this, like this. This is unlike anything he's ever done. Yeah, he's really going. He was really going. He's really going for it in this album. Oh my god, the vitality, the energy of this song. Is this a seventy-year-old man singing? Does not sound like it. No, I mean, if there's anything that like a young person today would, if who didn't know Lindsey Buckingham, I would say check this song out. This guy, you know, Blue Light. I love Blue Light. And I noticed the blue in the background. I was got the comment. blue for, for that. And, you know, uh, power down is so yeah. quirky. I love the quirky stuff and I'm glad to hear that kind of stuff. It's power down is, is, is probably the strangest he gets with the vocals. And I love it. Like I was like, mm-hmm. this is what I want. He, he gave yeah. me what I want. I waited. I stood by him. Wasn't always on, on the same path with what he did recently, but he comes out with this album and, and it's a highly, you know, again, he's a certain, He's a certain taste. So if you kind of yeah. like Lindsey Buckingham and you get it, um, it's not Fleetwood Mackey. It's not going to be that kind of stuff. I can tell you that much. It's it's poppy. I mean, he's his voice. What's incredible is how he manages to get his voice so high. And I don't understand how he does it because, you know, when you hear him sing live, he has, to do, it in a, he has to do it in a completely different key because yeah. his voice is, you know. So how he's able to achieve these really high pitched voices and still be able to do that. Even in, like you think of Big Love back in with the in the tango days, and, yeah. And everybody thought that was Stevie Nicks and Christine McVie, but no, that's just that's all him. Yeah, that's all him with the ooh and the ahs and the yeah. Eh, he knows eh, what he's eh, doing you know, in the like, studio. <laughs> that's the thing. That's the beautiful thing yeah. is he knows his way around the studio, much yeah. like Jeff Lynne. So it's kind of like, okay, let me think about what I want, and then I'm gonna do it. And he doesn't really need to. He doesn't. He did. He produced everything. He engineered it. I mean, th- this was him just doing it himself. He didn't need to consult with anybody. So he knows like what he needs to do and how to do it because of all the experimentation that he's done. Yeah. So it's not like, Oh, this is my first time. I'm going to try and fool around with this. This has been his stock and trade for his solo work. It's mm-hmm. just doing weird stuff and experimenting with different speeds of things and, and loops and 
vocals and 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 bouncing vocals left and right and all this crazy stuff that he's been doing. I'm glad to see now that he's he has kind of honed it really into something that's really poppy and smart and just really listenable. Uh, I, God, I, God, I love this album. I'm really glad. I'm so happy. I'm, I, I know because I when I heard it, I'm like, Dean's going to love this. I know he's. <laughs> I know he's going to love this album. This is not. This is not under the skin. This is the uh, the anti this, under the skin. You know, this is I, above the skin. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it is a little to me. It's a little less quirky than what he's done in the past. But yeah. I think oh, it's, 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 he's he's it's more refined. It, it's he's not doing it to you know he doesn't really have to do that kind of stuff anymore that's why I draw the, the, the comparison between Out of the Cradle because Out of the Cradle is yeah. the least quirky of his early solo work too it was kind of like that more refined and, yeah, and but holding he was still, those ideas down and then but and he, then he kind of went a little weird again like kind of but then he was but, he, but you know even on that album though he was still like with making these like weird like uh, uh voices and like he would like change his accent and like you know like he's like supposed to be british like there's a couple of songs where he's like act you know acting in and just a weird kind of like vocal inflections and that kind of thing but you know so on this album it's pretty straightforward and there's 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 that double tracking of the voice with that yeah. it's sort of that breathy but atmospheric uh effect to his voice and it's it's uh most of the songs start out that way but then there's always that one point where he Especially on 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 the wrong he side, where he, where he yell. I love yeah. when he does that. When he's ah, you know that yep. just that you know re, that one line that you know ah, and he's just you know it, it, it it's far, high above whatever else he's doing, and it and it just it yeah. stands out, and it, it just kind of it gives you kind of chills, you know, because he's still you know if this was an album that you thought this this came after his surgery. It was like, holy shit. Can you yeah. Imagine? I would have been, yeah. I would have been like, <laughs> wow. It would have been like double, you know? doubly or triply impressed that, that it was. And I was yeah. but either, either way, I, you know, again, I saw him live last week, so he was able to replicate it. So he did not miss a step there as well. So that's the, the good news. But yeah, the, the production on this is just, it's, it's gorgeous. It sounds on vinyl. It sounds crisp. It sounds open which I really like. And sometimes when you have songs where, where it's electronic and there's beats, it, it can have that artificial feel to it. But he puts acoustic guitars over some of the songs too. And, and those little flourishes that he does. So it just well, brings like all these different elements to it yeah. into these songs. And, and there's, there's only really one way to describe it. And that's Lindsey Buckingham. Yeah. That's, the, it that's is, what if I love you followed his career. Swan song is that guitar. When that guitar kicks in that little, yeah. like, and oh. And it's and it's like again, it's like it, it's 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 repeats. It's like a loop, you know. Each with each verse, it's like it just keeps yeah. going, you know. And I love that tightly wound production. Like, yeah, you he know, knows how to like do it. A, yeah. I've oh, yeah, I've always loved his production work. He has yeah. always been, like I said, with with Jeff Lynne. I, I think Buckingham. I like Lindsey Buckingham's production a little bit more because it's, you know, Jeff Lynne's is a little more like like tre treble down. It always sounds a little more muffly. Mm -hmm. And and this is just open. I really love that just the way this album sounds when you put it on. It's just ah, oh, it, it was soars. gorgeous. It was such yeah. such a delight just to put this on and listen to it and kind of have the satisfaction that you really look for in music when you're looking for something and you're hoping it's going to be great. Mm -hmm. A lot of times you get disappointed because maybe you set your expectations high. 
I didn't know where my expectations were kind of low because I wasn't sure. We weren't sure when that when this was recorded. Was this going to be like, you know, really awful? So I, I'm even more excited that it exceeded what I wanted and then matched up to, I, I think it, it comes very close to out of the cradle. I think it's it's up there with it. Well, it could, you know, could surpass and, it at some point, maybe. Who, well, because like don't, I said, don't go, don't go crazy. It's, you know, out of the cradle. <laughs> But no, oh, but I no, but it I think that the <laughs> fact that I didn't I didn't like immediately love it is is that's what makes it better for him because with each listen, yeah, it just it it slowly built up. And I like that because typically that's what happens. You know, the best albums are like that. Yeah. There are a lot of times where Lindsay right out the gate, I was like, Oh, I love this, and then it just kind of wears off and you just, mm-hmm. you know, uh certainly that that's the case with the with some of his later stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm 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 I I'm impressed with this record, and like I said, it, it it's it's very it's a very easy listen. It's a it's a pleasurable listen. It's it's very accessible. It's it's not as you know. I f- I I'd like to see somebody like go back and listen to something like Law and Order after listening to this album, and just to hey, see you, what they would think. You know, yeah, like you oh, might, you know, you uh, might you know. hear some of the connections. Uh, you know, I think it, you know, yeah, it, it would be an easy tra- easier transition to listen to to this than out of the cradle. But I do have a I do have a, a, a nitpick about the album. So if we want to go there too, if we need to present okay, something that sure. like when when I was listening to it, I'm like, you know what? One if they changed if you changed one thing about the album, it would really do it. And and that's just actually in the track listing. The song Time mm-hmm. opens, it's a slow song, and, and it's the only song he didn't write. And it's actually a song, it's a folk song from the 60s. Michael from Merchant like the 60s. Yeah. Is so the songwriter? Yeah. It, it opens. The first it opens the second side, and then the the side closes with a song called "Dancing." I think <laughs> time should have closed the album because it has that overall message, you know, and it kind of it has like that album closing feel to it. So I would if if he had put time at the end and maybe dancing closing out side one, okay. I think it would have it would have kind of flowed a little bit better. Like like that song "Time" feels like okay, we're we're ending the journey. We're kind of winding it down. It has that feeling to it. It's a great song, great lyrics. And I'm like, yeah, this would have been, for me, yeah. better at the end. So there you go. Everything is not perfect in Lindsey Buckingham land for me. <laughs> uh, I do have some nitpicks and some things I would change. Well, I, you know, the and song. And I'll change the album cover too, but. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it, yeah, it is pretty, it's pr- pretty plain for, you yeah. know, um, but I, I, you know, the, the I was I was curious to see what you th- actually thought of um, dancing because I remember I recall one of your biggest pet peeves about Under the Skin was that breathy vocal. Yes, and, and when it's an album, like, full. Know, but I'm like, no, I like it. Know, I like it. No, because it, it fits in in what's going it's on. Odd. But it's, when it's when you get an album full of yeah. that, when you get an album full of the same thing, it's like, yeah, yeah. okay. But with this, yeah, it, you know. You you do you welcome those slower songs too, right? And, and it helps kind no, of set it helps set the mood for the album, and and that's the the beauty of the. There's only really two slow songs: is time and, and dancing are really mm-hmm. the only two slow songs. If um, I had if one thing, I mean, it's not really a pet peeve or a problem. It's just I wish he could have done a little bit more something different with the vocals because I think he probably did that double tracking thing a little too much on this Never. record like Never. he starts he starts it off with that like <laughs> you know like that yeah. and then it, and it builds up but uh it might that might occur i think a little too much on this record but it's not really that big of a deal mm-hmm. considering what does come later in the song itself so it, it's 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 it solves the problem right right out the gate but it, 
I, I would have liked to have hear him like sing more. Yeah, like, he did. He did, yeah, he doesn't go full throated like he does in concert. It, uh, it seems yeah. like now we just have to get used to on, on albums. He doesn't kind of go there. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a different style of singing. But then, yeah, when he sings it live, it is more. Yeah. You know, throwing his throwing his voice out there. That's what I like about time because it's his voice. Is, there's no effect there. Yeah. Just him. Yeah. You know, his voice is just naked, and it's, it's yeah. And I that's what it. it needed. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It just needed that simple feeling to it. it you know, kind of had a little bit of a cool water feel to to it, which yeah. is the B side of "Hold Me" from back in Mirage. Mm-hmm. We're really going. We're it's going like old, old school here. It's, yeah, it's it has a, like that kind of cowboy feel. That yeah, it's that like that folky, rolling lick. Then yeah, boom, that that yeah, that, that yeah. High, you know that kind of feel <laughs> to it. So. So yeah, this for me, this was like wow, you know, uh, a great, a great return to form for Lindsey Buckingham. I hope, I hope it does well. I, I don't know what it's going to do, but it, we're, we're, you know, the music business is so weird now anyway, as far as sales and how people listen to things and what you know. Well, it's been getting some good, really good reviews. I yeah. haven't, I haven't, I didn't, I don't like diving into reviews too much, especially when I, I haven't heard the album myself. Yeah. Um. So. I didn't read too many, but I, from what I could see, uh, just, you know, from the headlines or whatever, you know, four stars, it's, you know, R- Lindsay Buckingham's return to grace and that kind of thing. And it's like, that's, that's good. To, that's good to see. I'm, I'm glad that at least the critics are still on his side. <laughs> so, so you know? let's do this. Give, yeah. give me, give me two songs that you're going to recommend for this way. This way we don't, you know, we, we talked about a lot of songs from the album. So let's narrow it down for people that maybe just want to, maybe want to check this album out or dip a toe in and see you give two and I'll give two and I'll give two different ones. Well, on the wrong side, on and the wrong swan, side and swan song are my two, and swan song. Two th- and those are two yeah. great selections because they're very yeah. different songs. Yeah. So swan song and on the wrong side, I will go with, I'm going to go with blue light. Cause it's very interesting song. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna go with power down because that's the quirky thing. If you can, if you can get power down, then you can probably get a, any of the other stuff that he does, you know, because uh, that's got the high pitched vocals, like those sped up kind of chirpy vocals, <laughs> which I like when he does this stuff. Though that's what gets yeah. me is like I love produced work, you know. I yeah. love I love the the meticulousness and the and the craftsmanship that goes into creating a song, not just writing it but putting all those little bits into it that make it kind of ear candy. And I like that kind of stuff. That's, that's where I live. Is, it makes is me happy. Ear candy land. I'm so happy to see <laughs> that you're really happy with this album. I, I was, I was, I was a little nervous. I was like, is Dean, is Dean going to like this? Is, is, is it, I don't know, but you know, I, you know, I wasn't sure, but that's, but that's not a bad thing. It's like, you know, but yeah. that's the thing about this is it's, it's fresh enough. That's because I've been so down on him, right? Just in all you fairness, know? right? It's yeah. kind of like, you know, the, you know, I haven't been kind in the past few years to him. I'm like, yeah, you know, um, so yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm, uh, nothing I mean, but still, a fan. He's still an egomaniac. He's still oh, absolutely. somewhat of a prick. Doesn't, doesn't <laughs> like, fit. Ego doesn't fit, say it. No, doesn't fit in but, the room. But, you know, this is definitely a case of loving the art, probably a little bit more than the artist because it's, it just, he gets us every time. And, 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 it, and this does date back to when we were kids and, and, and that's the thing very special, is, is, one is of those the, very you know, special people in our yeah. lives. Yeah. You know. and, and you know what? You hit on it, I think, because you said you love the art more than the artist. Mm-hmm. And and that's because the drama has become bigger than the music, unfortunately, at this that's point. That's right. You know, because Fleetwood Mac as a as a as a as a creative entity, not a touring concern, but as a creative entity, virtually doesn't exist. They have not recorded an album since what, two thousand one? That's right. This is what's keeping them alive. What, what, you know, so in twenty drama. years. Yeah. 
So yeah, all all you ever hear, all your and we didn't even mention in the rough three years that Lindsey Buckingham has had is that his wife filed for divorce earlier this year as well. So as if <laughs> which, that wasn't enough, but they're kind of working it out. Yeah, which uh, is good to hear. But right. but you know that's all you ever hear is the fighting, and now more than ever, every day I'm reading. You know, Stevie Nicks said this, Lindsey Buckingham said that. She replied it's, to this, and that obscures this kind. You know, great a great album like this will get buried. Mm-hmm. In, by those articles and by that infighting, because that's become like the, 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 the kind of the cliche, it's become cliche now. At first mm-hmm. it, it was, it was intriguing in 77 with rumors and, and the, the story and how that, you know, and, and it carried through the eighties. But at this point it's like, it's time to let that, you know, like it, it's only, it's getting in the way now of anything creative happening. Oh, absolutely. And, 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 you know, the media doesn't help either. I mean, they build yeah, they eat it up. up, they will write anything about anything like just the stupidest articles about the somebody what somebody said and just carries over and, and it just it, it it's so taken out of context half the time and it, you just don't know what the truth is and, and but i feel like in this case like like i said it, you know fleetwood mac this is what they are this is where you know we need to stay relevant let's continue this like it's almost like a reality show for god's sake i mean we're you know we're Oh, did you did you hear what she said? Oh, he's coming back with that remark, and it's like, come on, people, and it's like, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's a sh- but, it's shame. It's a really and, is. And the interesting thing is, although Lindsey Buckingham got fired again with with the drama mill earlier this year, Mick Fleet was like, yeah, I'd love to have him back. I I want to close out Fleetwood Mac with Lindsey Buckingham. I've mm-hmm. I've mended fences, you know, like now Mick Fleetwood is back on the Lindsey Buckingham train. Yeah, what does this mean for Fleetwood Mac? We don't know the the random element or elements is whether or not Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham can ever find some common ground. And would you want them to at this point? Would it would it be if they're doing it just for the money? Then don't. Mm-hmm. If they're going to make an album, I want to hear it. No, absolutely. I, you know, I want to hear an Lindsay, album from them. Lindsay, I don't want to see he, any more tours. Well, here's the thing: Lindsey would want to do that, but the yeah. rest of the band, who's to say? I mean, I think. They're at the point where they're content to just play their hits and and get the know, money. That's that's it's that, a money making. And, and, and I'm sorry, but that but that's what that that's what that yeah. tour felt like. Yeah. And Lindsay even said it. He's like, yeah, now they're they're a glorified cover band, <laughs> you know, more or less, because they're just out there for the for the you know. The, yeah, unfortunately, I mean that's the way the, most it is for most of the older artists, like Dennis DeYoung. He he put out two albums and said, I I did this because the fans said they wanted it, but. They don't want to hear me perform that. They want to hear Come Sail Away and they want yeah. to hear Lady. They don't want to hear the new stuff. So, you know, there's a little bit of reality in what Dennis DeYoung is saying. But if you don't try and if you don't, you know, keep pushing it out there and making those songs mm-hmm. part of your part of your your canon or or set list or whatever. Yeah. You, you know, you, you, they're going to be as, as well as you treat them, I guess. You end, you end up dying inside. I think, you know, if you, if you still got a lot to say, then by all means, try to say it. Look at Clint, look at Clint Eastwood. He's still 91 years old and he's still making movies. He has no intention of stopping. Yeah. And you I, know? I think, I think Clint, uh, Clint Eastwood might be replacing Mike Campbell in Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> Oh my god! I think so. I think after his cry macho, he just finished filming that. I think he's got to go on tour in 2022 uh, to replace Mike Campbell because Mike Campbell has a new band, Dirty Knobs. So they got Clint Eastwood. (laughs) He's gonna sit on a stool. Can you imagine? Oh my goodness! (laughs) And and you know what? It wouldn't surprise me. No, surprise me in the least because Big Fleetwood will never stop. 
Right, we'll never stop right. touring until he's dead. So, <laughs> yeah, that, this is uh, the the name of the album is is self titled. It's it's Lindsey Buckingham, but it's his first self titled album, uh, and and it's his what eighth album, seventh solo album, uh, seventh solo album, and and he's had more. He's actually had more solo albums than he's had albums with Fleetwood Mac at this point, which is yeah. that's a a weird thing to say too. Do you remember back in the day when we thought it took so long for like a new something new to come out? We we're waiting and it felt like forever, for, and it was only a couple of years. Like, and it was it was only a couple of years. And here here we are. And like I said, a whole decade had just gone by, huh. and this album, or you know, it's it's finally released. And wow, it's just yeah, it's crazy. And twenty years since a Fleetwood Mac release too. So that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. absolutely crazy. So yeah. So that I think that's going to do it. I think we've made that we have made we, made we have the case. more than made the case. Okay, so yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna throw some hate my way, and say wow this was too unlistenable because of the amount of love for Lindsey Buckingham, well then you know how we feel about it, and and you know how passionately we feel about this album. Then, um, and and it's a it's glad and it's it's refreshing to see artists making music and, and, you know, some of these classic artists, not just hitting the road and, and trotting out the guitar and, and playing the songs, but that's right. Making some new music and at least taking a crack at it. And yeah. not only taking a crack at it, but if you listen to this album, it is just so well done too. So this is not yeah. just like I said, Homer's who just love everything he does. I, and you heard Eric, he said he was worried about my reaction because I I've been hard on him. So yeah. this was uh, for me, a, a, a pleasant, surprise and that's maybe why i'm over gushing is because i really in, like that he was able to kind of make this kind of comeback from from the adversity of being fired from the adversity of you know the heart surgery from the adversity of the you know divorce all this other stuff to put out something like this is just really a a, a testament to 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 the music that he continues to create mm-hmm He's a, he's a, he's a wonderful artist. It's just, he is. I mean, he, you know, he just, he, he puts it out there. He's, he, I think he's very much, he's got the talent to back it up. He's, a, I think he's one of the most underrated guitar players. Nobody ever really talks about his guitar playing. You know, you never see him in a top 100, like Rolling Stone guitar. Lindsay might be like, he will uh, be, you know, but he, he will <laughs> But he's in definitely my top five favorite guitar oh, players of all time. Well, he would time. be number one. I mean, we don't even have to do that. We don't you even know. have to do a top five episode because it would just be <clears throat> Lindsey Buckingham one through five. And his his flourishing <laughs> and his phrasing. You're right. You're absolutely right. He's just yeah. you know. But yeah, yeah no one plays like him. He's done he's done amazing things on the guitar because of the, his folk style and bringing mm-hmm. that to electric guitar. And that was what uh, you know. Again, before he was doing all these, you know, the the finger picking with the guitar, you know, with the acoustic guitar and all that rolling stuff. He was using it for rock and roll music and soloing and and bringing all those sensibilities to that in the live thing. And that's really what we got yeah. into yeah. because he wasn't really doing that stuff. I mean, you know, never going back again is really the closest you got back then. That's to right. anything that yeah. he was doing now. He he really did not go with the in the 80s. The finger picking was 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 gone. He left that in the dust. Actually, with Tusk, he left it. He left it once he started experimenting with that with the new stuff mm-hmm. that kind of went went by the wayside you know so we know him as the quirky experimenter he's the and mad the, cat the, 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 yeah the mad genius of fleetwood mac <laughs> behind the scenes production doing you know you get the, the 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 standard stevie nicks and christine mcvee songs and then you get the the five weird lindsey buckingham songs that you don't know like family man and you know you and i part two and just all this great weird stuff yeah. that that balances out the Fleetwood Mac albums from being just boring, just being like the boring Christine McVie or, or Stevie Nicks stuff. Right, they're the very Lindsay Buckingham stuff really enhances yeah. it and makes it makes it fun to listen to. Yeah, 
That's going to do it for this episode of the 3324 Podcast. Thanks for checking us out. You can find us on social media, as always, at 3324 Podcast. That's Facebook and Twitter. Give us a follow on both. We would appreciate it. You can also subscribe to our uh, our podcast. So this way you never miss an episode, too. You'll get a notification. New, new big episodes every Thursday. We have 3324 Quick Hit, which are smaller, little less than 10-minute bites. Those come out every Monday. So thanks for checking us out. Uh, for Eric, this has been Dean, and we will see you on the flip side. You've been listening to the 3324 Podcast with Dean Legiro and Eric Cooper. You can find us on your favorite podcast provider. So please like, subscribe, and rate to become a part of the 3324 family. Your feedback is important, so make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at 3324podcast and on Twitter at 3324p to join the conversation. 